Atop 1926 Hollywood Boulevard. You're listening to SoFloRadio.com. Tether off, we're gonna tether off the mother sucker. Tether off the sucker. Tether off, we're gonna tether off the mother sucker. Tether off the sucker. Tether off, we're gonna tether off the sucker. Oh, yeah, good afternoon. Good afternoon, everybody. April 28th, broadcasting live from the only Hollywood that matters, Hollywood, Florida. This is the Groovathon. And you know what? Still 559 days until the New York Post headline, Hillary licks Bush. But most importantly, Mets still in first place. And as a result of that, as always, we start our show with attitude, gratitude. Mucho mahalo for everybody tuning in, not only on SofloRadio.com. Yeah, you need to take a look at me, and I understand why wouldn't you? So FlowTelevision.com, as usual, sit next to me. My man IVV, the master on production and engineering, making sure that all of our groove is as smooth as possible. My man over here, absolutely the Zen guy who has shown so many other people how to, in fact, take the pebble from his hand. They have then taken those pebbles. They have gone out. They have spread the production and engineering wealth to other people. But we, here, now, at the Groove of Time, we are blessed, blessed to have the Zen master himself controlling all the dogs. You like that one? I knew you'd like that one. All kinds of stuff to get to today, including, but... In no particular order, I'm going to take everybody who's ever said drill, baby, drill out to the woodshed for a richly deserved verbal bitch slapping. I'm going to tell you exactly what I think Amarillo Slim would have said to the guy who got trampled to death by an elephant he was trying to kill. And a little bit later on, I'm going to explain why University of Florida students suck and wounded warriors is great. Fact that we have to have it at all kind of disturbs the living bejesus out of me. We've got all kinds of stuff to get to today. It's a little bit past three o'clock here in Florida. That means a little bit past nine o'clock on the big island of Hawaii, big aloha to Kau. Guess what? That means it's just past eight o'clock in Lytham St. Anne's on that blessed plot. Shout out to the pavilion crew out there. And you know what else that means? It's just past 10 o'clock in Istanbul, Turkey. Well, I'm pretty sure we're still legals. That means the Groovathon and Erdogan can go on and on. Grab a hold, folks. It's time for the Groovathon on SoFloRadio.com. Baby, I trust you and you're dead. Trust you when you're dead. Yeah, I'm trusting when you're dead. My world was magic in your arms. I thought you'd never do me harm. I fell so deep into your eyes. But now I'm drowning in your eyes. Not a man rolling around your bed. Baby, I trust you when you're dead
trust you when you're dead.
like Stephen King writes horror. If I was a Jew, then I'd like to renora. I got guns for ya, excuse me, senora. Are you a horror? Are you a lady? Is it Erica Boyer or Marsha Brady? Let me know, hun, the deed'll get done. Just us in the position. I'll take my rod and then I'll go fishing. I'll get your river flowing. I'm always in the knowing. It comes to giving pleasure. I'm every woman's treasure. I came to work your body, so let me do my job. I've never been laid off. Zoli, House of Pain, Sam Rocks and Shenanigans. Hey, Comedy Central, you want big time in Hollywood? I got you big time in Hollywood. Right here. Prior to that, Pearl Jam Animal kicking things off. The Waddles, one of my favorite kind of new garage psychopunk bands out there. You're gonna, I'm going to trust you when you're dead. That's the way. Lots of stuff caught my eye this week. We've got a lot of music coming up. As usual, I'm going to open up the Midwest Garage. Shout out to Alon Portnoy for digging up a song by the Shadows of Night that you're definitely going to want to hear. All kinds of stuff uh, caught my eye this week, including something that kind of relates to what I was talking to talking about last week with the uh, Giraffe Girl. 
And a chick that went out and shot a giraffe and thought it was fun to take a picture of her smiling. A gentleman's name, I've got a headline here, it says, Game Hunter, Ian Gibson trampled to death by elephant. Um, you know, my opinion on that is good. Uh, it reminded me of an expression or a saying that uh, the greatest proposition gambler of all time, Amarillo Slim, once said, he goes, every once in a while, occasionally, the, la- the lamb slaughters the butcher. So there you go. He got what was coming to him. We've got all kinds of absolutely groovy stuff coming up for you today. I've got music coming up from Colonel Claypool's Bucket of Bernie Brains. I have got stuff from Screaming Lord Such. I'm also going to be talking about why McCain should basically ride off into the sore loser sunset that seems to guide his every commentary. And yeah, I'm digging out some Brit groove, including a little Monty Python fiasco. So stick around because it's truly, truly funny. Coming up next is one of those interesting little tracks. When I was uh, younger, I bought an album, the Essential Hendrix Volume 2. And, you know, it was the greatest hits album. And one of the great things about this was it came with an insert. It had a 45, a 7-inch record that came with it. And on that record was a live version of the Jimi Hendrix Experience doing the song Gloria, which was originally done by them, which at the time had Van Morrison in them. And this particular live show was the last time they ever played live. It's from the island of Maui on the side of a volcano in a place called the Crater of the Sun. And so this was the, you got the 45 with this song on it. Some of the cool things that, you know, about this was, one, it played at 33 and a third, not 45, and there was nothing on the B-side. It literally looked like a checkerboard on the B-side, so when you put the needle on, it just went... And I got lucky about a couple years after that, I ran into somebody who had the entire live show. He had the whole thing. And my second year up at University of Vermont, somebody came in, was, I was listening to it, they said they asked if they could make a copy. I said yes, you know what happens next. They took it, I never saw it again, after which anytime somebody wanted to make a copy and asked if they could borrow something, I said no. But I'd be more than happy to make a copy of it if you bring a cassette over. If you can find a version from that show of Foxy Lady, please email me, C at SoFloRadio.com. Because one of the cool things about that tape was Jimi Hendrix announcing that he was going to play uh, Foxy Lady and then stepping away from the microphone. And you can hear him in the background going, look out, y'all. It's going to be loud. And he was not kidding. These guys, they invented having your amps up to 11. In any event, what I finally managed to, to dig up, cut to 2015, where if you can't find what you like, you're just not trying hard enough. And that's why I'm here, because I'm willing to make the effort and find the stuff for you. And I managed to find the live version of Gloria by Jimi Hendrixson Experience with, uh, you know, the original band, the last concert they ever played on American soil. And so I thought I'd bring that in for all the groove of tears. Hang around. We've got a ton of stuff to listen to and a ton of stuff to talk about. The Groove with Don on SoFloRadio.com.
Mitchell has one name, Gloria. And I've seen it all happen. You know, we had a scene one night. And I see this little book of bear come around. She looked at the dragon of Carlisle. Her hair was that, that long. But anyway, I see her walk up the stairs. Walk up to his room. And she said, hey, baby. I think my job is a big love to you. And he put his drum. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you see, uh, I gotta explain this to you. He didn't know she was coming. <laughs>
Moni love Moni in the middle. Before that, one of my favorite Jimi Hendrix little ditties out there. Gloria from his uh, live performance on the island of Maui. A whole bunch of stuff's been catching my eye this week. Last night, I was just putting some final touches on what music I wanted to play, and we got the spillover files. I click on the uh, the news, you know, as I am wont to do, and I turned on one of the uh, cable news stations. And they're broadcasting live from Baltimore, which at the time basically looked like the Gaza Strip during the latest Intifada. I don't have the uh, knowledgeable chops to talk about the underlying root causes of, of something like this, which pretty much puts me on the exact same playing field as every person I saw on television last night, who all spoke about what is absolutely, okay, um, opportunism at its ugliest. 
still, you got to ask yourself, how does it get there? How is it that so many people feel like they're not getting their share and that they're being pushed down by society to the point where they have to riot and destroy their own neighborhoods? I, I got to tell you, this is just one of those things I really, I've never, never really understood. You know, here at the Groovy Don, we try and uh, stay, we're pacifists. I'm a groovy guy, and I'm a pacifist. I'm not into, there you go, baby, give me that shaka. I'm not into guns. I understand the necessity and stuff. This kind of thing that I saw in Baltimore, absolutely not necessary. And now, of course, what's going to happen next is every, every, and I'm using the term civil rights leader, you know, as if we put these people on the same freaking pedestal as somebody like Martin Luther King. But, you know, all the talking heads now that, that claim to be leaders of civil rights and stuff, they're all going to parade down there. And I'm begging you guys, please, have a discussion at some point as to what the root causes of this thing are. Because if we don't figure it out, this is, you know, uh, during the Newark riots, after they burned down stuff and destroyed stuff, people were heard going back and saying, I'm coming back for my 30 acres after they figured they already got their mule. These are some angry people, and there's a lot of history there, and we need to understand it better before we criticize. That's one side of the coin. The other side of the coin is, is that what you're seeing is a bunch of thugs. With taking advantage of a situation, it is the ugliest form of opportunism. You know, just stop it. Hey, Baltimore, you know, I have no particular affinity for Baltimore. I like crab cakes. I like John Waters' movies as much as the next guy. If I were going to be putting on another production of Grease, I get all of my extras from there because I'm pretty sure that the surrounding Baltimore area is the last bastion of the beehive hairdo. But for me, I mean, Baltimore is basically my entire life. It's it's a place the metro liner stops in between D.C. and New York. You know, whatever. And now they're burning it to the ground. Any second now, by the way, here's my prediction. You know what you're going to start seeing? You're going to start seeing interviews with all the people that were originally associated with the television show The Wire. They're all going to bring them in. They're going to ask for their perspective, the guys that wrote the show from the Baltimore Sun. Then they're going to start bringing in the actors to see what their opinion is on what they've seen versus what they saw on the show. So that's what I figure is going to be coming up any second now. You know what? What's really coming up any second now is more groove on the groove Don. We're going to kick stuff off with Steel Pulse. I've got a whole bunch. I've got a double shot of Jimmy Page for you if you can figure that part out. And then I'm going to take Oil Lovers out to the woodshed and smack them around for a little while. But before that, we keep the groove going. It never ends here at the groove on SoFloRadio.com.
Get this through your head, you Jew motherfucker, you. You only exist out here because of me. That's the only reason. Without me, you, personally, every fucking wise guy still around, I'll take a piece of your fucking Jew ass. Then where you gonna go? 
Your fucking warrant don't ever go over my fucking head again, you motherfucker, you... Screaming Lord, such and heavy friends. Nope, not Richie Blackmore. That is, in fact, Jimmy Page. Just so we get everything clear here, normally it's two for Tuesdays. We decided to double up on a little bit of the Steel Pulse over there. You like the cover on that one? Not a bad cover on that one. Steel Pulse kicking it off from True Democracy, then Led Zeppelin. You can't go wrong with Quality Zeppelin. That from the album Presence, Candy Store Rock. One of the things I like about that song, there is just the slightest tinge 
of Elvis Presley going on with Robert Plant in that song. Also, in my opinion, John Bonham's greatest album for his drumming. All rock and roll drumming starts for me with John Bonham. And then the final song that we just heard, Screaming Lord Such and Heavy Friends, Flashing Lights. That album has got some of the coolest stuff ever on it. And as I, you will hear me say over and over again, this is one of those things you, you really can't find at the local record store. But you go onto YouTube, you go, if you can't find it, you're not looking hard enough. And that's why I'm here. I do the recon for you. On that album, J- Jimmy Page, John Bonham, Jeff Beck, Noel Redding, the uh, bass player for uh, the Jimi Hendrix Experience, Nicky Hopkins, who did a lot of the piano work for the Rolling Stones, all of them are on that. Every track on that album is as heavy as it possibly gets. And I swear to God, I don't think anybody hits the har- hits the drums harder than uh, John Bonham. And that album is an absolute perfect representation of it. You know, the interesting thing that, that it reminded me of is what else comes in drums? Oil. Thank you, Tony Coleman, master of the segue. I know. I've really started to get my cookies frosted by the Drill Baby Drill people. And it all started with a conversation I had with a guy at a local bar here. It's called Flossies. They have bikers out on Sunday afternoons. And a cool bike was going by, and I was chatting with him. And I had mentioned to him that Harley Davidson had come out with a brand-new electric motorcycle. And I don't know anything about motorcycles. And the guy I was talking to definitely did, as did everybody else there. I, I wound up there through weird circumstances and he was saying it's not the same thing it's not the same as the true harley engine i was like well obviously not you know this is the first generation of it's the model t of electric motorcycles for uh you know for harley davidson and i asked him i said but you know eventually they're going to get it i mean if you could get an electric harley davidson that felt sounded and rode as well as the one you currently have would you get it and he said no He's like, you know, I'm, I, I, no. And I was like, why not? He's like, because they can never do it. I said, but what if they could? And he went, they, they can't. Like he's, he's d- dismissed progress basically, all, you know, just right off the bat. And he said to me, he's, he's a big, he said, you know, we're not running out of oil in my lifetime. And he's right. We're not. We're not going to run out of oil in my lifetime, your lifetime, my lifetime. We're probably not going to run out of oil in the lifetime of our children or even our children's children. But here's the thing. There are no more dinosaurs, and we ain't got enough time. So the fact is, we're going to run out of oil. I don't give a shit how many straws you want to stick in the North Pole, hoping that up from the crown comes a bubbling crude. Okay? But we're going to run out. That's just the way it is. And right now, we we get all of our actual electricity, like 40% of it, from coal. We're going to run out of that too, pal. Now, granted, we are the Saudi Arabia of coal. We got it. But it got me to thinking because I've been watching the news this week and it's that time of the electoral season where all of the uh, wannabe presidential candidates, they go a billionaire courting. So they were out in Vegas and in Iowa. And it's important to remember that when you vote for somebody, you're not just voting for them. And in many cases, you're barely voting for them. What you're voting for, they're financiers. So in the case of Marco Rubio, you're voting for uh, Sheldon Adelson. You really have to like Marco Rubio's newfound love for the uh, state of Israel. But, uh, you know, a couple billion dollars to change your mind on that. Yeah, get, get the hand out there because that's really what it is. And, you know, and Hillary Clinton ain't no better. You vote for her. You know who you're voting for? Jamie Dimon, Bank of America, Morgan Stanley, Chase, all these Goldman Sachs. You're voting for Wall Street at all. In the case of 
Jeb Bush, or for that matter, any of the Bush families, when you vote for them, you need to understand that you are also voting for the House of Saud, and that is the ruling family of Saudi Arabia. They created the country. That's why it's called Saudi Arabia. It's the House of Saud, and they rule it with an iron fist. And right now, there's a whole bunch of stuff going on in the Middle East. And on one, you know, you've got a Shia-Sunni intra-Muslim violent squabble that we wouldn't care less about unless they happen to be sitting, you know, except for the fact that they're sitting on the world's largest known reserves of untapped oil. And Iran's on one side, Saudi Arabia's on the other. And Saudi Arabia, you know, if they didn't have oil, when Saudi Arabia went in to, you know, try and battle the, the Houthi clan in Yemen, we wouldn't have cared any more about them than we do these days about Houthi and the blowfish, for God's sakes. Okay, we really wouldn't have a care in the world. And the way I know that is because 168 women and children in Nigeria were literally snatched in broad daylight by Boko Haram, who have pledged their allegiance to AQAP, which is Al-Qaeda, Arabian Peninsula. But now, of course, that wasn't good enough for them. So they're siding up with ISIS. Isn't that a conglomeration? I know Buddha and Pest got together, Brooklyn and New York got together. But when Boko Haram and ISIS get together, well, now we're, we're talking about, you know, a joining of idiotic fundamentalist forces. And nobody cares about these, these kids because the 168 women and children, let me repeat that, women and children, they were dragged off by Boko Haram. They were dragged into the, the jungle. And I guarantee at this moment in time, half of them are dead and the other half have been raped and or slaves. Period. End of discussion. This is what they do. They have no respect for women. Oh, by the way, you know who else has no respect for women? Hold on. Who am I thinking of? Saudi Arabia, our friend, our partner, whom we wouldn't give a crap about if they didn't have oil. And that leads everybody here in America, all of these right-wing people, all the pro-oil people, they want to say drill, baby, drill. Well, I'm here to tell you that if you want to drill, baby, drill, you had better be prepared to pay more, baby, more at the pump. And here's why. In a true Adam Smith capitalist um, world, supply and demand are the only things that dictate the cost of a product. And that is assuming that the supply of a particular product is price pointed the same no matter where it's produced. Oil is, in fact, not like that. In Saudi Arabia, it costs between $10 and $17 to produce a barrel of crude oil. In Russia, people who couldn't find technology with two hands and a freaking flashlight, it costs them between $20 and $25 to produce a barrel of crude oil. Anybody want to take a wild guess at what it costs to produce a barrel of crude oil in North America? Between 75 and $100 to produce a barrel of oil in North America. When I say North America, I'm including Alaska, the tar sands of Canada, the Gulf of Mexico, all those people in North Dakota, and you know even Oklahoma where fracking has made it so that not only the wind, but apparently earthquakes and insanity come whistling down the plains. I mean, you like fracking that much out in Oklahoma? Great, because a couple of years from now, you better get used to OKC looking like uh, looking like Catman do. I mean, that's how many. They used to have two earthquakes a year. Now they get two a week. So it is literally insane. Every time we produce a barrel of oil in this country, we raise the price of the overall uh, 
what what it costs to buy a barrel of oil. If you have millions of oil, million, if you have a million barrels of oil, and it costs you thirty dollars to produce each barrel of oil, and then you start injecting a hundred thousand barrels of oil that cost seventy five dollars a barrel to cost. Well, what's that going to do to the overall cost? It's going to increase it. If you want cheap gas, you want us to not produce oil in North America. But side note on that. We not only produce the most expensive oil, it's the dirtiest oil on the planet. The reason the pipeline from uh, Canada down to um, Texas is a bad idea is because we've already got pipelines coming from Canada. One of them burst, and it burst in Battle Creek, Michigan. And if you recognize that name, it's because it's the home of Kellogg's. So every time you eat breakfast cereal, I'd like you to think about this. The pipeline burst in Battle Creek, Michigan, in a fairly um, remote area, and the oil got out of the pipeline and into the streams, rivers, and uh, two lakes there. And this oil is so thick that the only way they can transport it and have it flow through the pipeline itself is to add loosening chemicals, uh, chemicals to it so that it makes it easier to flow. The oil itself is so heavy that unlike the oil from the BP disaster where, you know, if you're flying overhead, boy, doesn't it look cool, that whole scene? You know, this stuff doesn't. It sinks. It's still sitting there. When the pipeline burst, the company that owned the pipeline predicted it would take three months to clean it up. We're now pushing on three years later. And what has happened is the oil sunk to the bottom of the lakes, the rivers, and the streams that it had gotten into. And once it sits there... Basically, what it does is it squashes out all of the plant life, which creates the oxygen which fish need to live. What these guys did is they killed it. They killed the river. They killed the streams. They killed the lakes. They did all that. And if you think that that, that pumping more oil from Canada is a good thing, fine. Because you better also think they're paying 4 or 4 or $5 a gallon at the pipe you know, with the pump, is a good thing. And what really kind of frosts my cookies more than anything else is that all the people that scream about pump, drill, baby, drill, please, drill more oil. We've got it, you know. When the price of oil went down, you know, 50,000 oil workers, you know, lost their jobs. Yeah, you know what I got to say to them? Tough. Because the other 310 million of us want cheap gas. So screw you, pal. Find another job. Seriously. Coal workers, I'd rather have solar. You don't like it? Great. Find another job because you're fucking up my planet. And what bothers me so much is people seem to care more about the money than the planet from which they were, they were able to extract natural resources in order to make that money in the first place. How is it possible you can care more about a dollar in your pocket than from what it was made from? Because that's just short-sighted. Now, I'm not going to be around. So I got no problem driving an internal combustion engine car. You know why I don't drive a Prius? Because they suck. They're no fun to drive, man. You ever watch those car shows? Man, they rank on Prius. And yeah, you're probably doing some good. But you know what would do us a lot more good? If we stopped giving $4 billion a year in subsidies to oil companies and gave it all to somebody like Elon Musk, who has created an electric car that goes from 0 to 60 in 2.8 seconds. You got an electric car like that? I'm on it, baby. I am totally with that. Short of that, if you want to scream drill, baby, drill, you need to shut up next time you complain about the pump, and you absolutely need to shut up about the $18 trillion crushing debt 
that you want to complain that we're leaving to our children and grandchildren. You know what? That debt's actually fake. Now, we can tell China to go screw itself on about eight million, eight billion or eight trillion of it. Million, billion, trillion. What's the difference? This point is just more zeros. Okay? The planet, not so much, man. Not so much. We can't do that. We've got natural resources and ingenuity. That's the original creation of wealth in the world. Now what you've got are people making interest off interest to buy in real estate, and they want to invest in oil companies. And oil companies have us convinced that we need them. We do not. Okay? Let me say that again. We don't need them. Okay? If you need to get into a car and go from point A to point B, we have electric cars. There's an airplane right now flying around the world on solar power. Its wings are made of solar panels. It is using no kind of um, fossil fuel whatsoever. And it's flying around the freaking world. So we've got the technology. What we don't have is the will to further that technology because we have been bamboozled by ExxonMobil, bamboozled by Chevron, and bamboozled by the Bush family and the House of Saud that we need to keep using what they're drilling out of the ground. If you don't like terrorism, stop using oil. If you want to pay cheaper prices at the pump, just stop drilling for oil in America. Now, I won't cure the terrorism problem, but at least we'll be able to get around and have a lot more money to spend. Maybe, maybe we can do something about it like that. Maybe we could spend that money on, you know, electric batteries. Frankly, I'm looking forward to the day when we have an 18-wheel truck that runs as efficiently on an electric battery as it currently does on a diesel internal combustion engine. And the best thing about that is what you can do if you're doing deliveries anywhere west of, let's say, Dallas and south of, you know, that whole I-10 corridor that goes, you know, from Dallas all the way through El Paso and Phoenix and goes all the way out to L.A. You know what you do? You put solar panels on top of the truck, and the truck can refuel itself. We will be there one day, folks. It sounds like pie-in-the-sky stuff. you got to think back to basically the 1880s when people thought there was no way to build a bridge from Manhattan to Brooklyn. And Washington Roebling said, I can do that. I can do that. And he did. He did it. Think back to when the tallest structure in the world were the pyramids of Giza. Pyramids in Egypt were at one point the tallest structures in the world. Then, of course, Washington Roebling built two enormous 18-story towers, which immediately became the tallest structures in America. But at that point, do you think anybody ever would have conceived of building the Empire State Building? No, because we built everything out of concrete, so we were exoskeletal. You need to have concrete in order to do it. Once we created steel, we became intraskeletal, which means we had greater support. Do you think people in 1900 could ever have envisioned that you would build a building that was 100 stories tall, and you could get into an elevator and go to the top and see Connecticut? You could see the Jersey Shore. No. And that was built in 1932, 33, somewhere in there. Okay, 30 years. We've got technology moving at such a rapid pace right now. And what we don't have is the will to say we're going to have to sacrifice just just this much because the future depends on it. So for all you people to complain about the debt and still want to go out there and drill, baby, drill, you're a hypocrite because you don't care about your grandchildren. 
$18 billion crushing debt. See how they feel when they got to go back to a freaking horse and buggy because you were so concerned about putting fracking stuff in upstate Pennsylvania. We don't need it. And that's pretty much where I'm coming from today, baby. Look, we don't need this stuff. We need to start really paying attention to what it is we're extracting from this planet. And, hey, I drive an internal combustion car for the reason I told you earlier. Make one that's cool to drive that's electric, and I'll be at the front of the freaking line, pal. I'm all over that. My neighbors in Hawaii had solar panels. They made so much energy from those solar panels, they actually sold it back to to, uh, to Helco, Hawaii Electric Company. I don't understand why every single house in Phoenix, Arizona isn't run on solar power. Explain that to me. How does Palm Springs need coal energy derived from coal? Or for that matter, from the Colorado River, which we are drip by drip just spreading out to the point where we use it so much for energy that the water, it no longer actually flows to the Gulf of Mexico. Wrap your head around that. You know, you want to be a big Jesus person? You know, you want to be a big God person? God created that river to flow into the Gulf of Mexico, and man decided that he knew better. I'm just saying. It's all a bunch of crock. In any event, we're going to get back to the groove of time here. That's the halfway mark in the show. Little Coming up a little bit later, I've got some Brit groove stuff. We're going to be talking about wounded warriors and why Alpha Tau Omega people from the University of Florida are scumbags. Yeah, you're scumbags. As a matter of fact, you know what? University, you can't root for the Gators. That's it. It's a, at least a full year until they take care of these punks. We're going to keep the flow going here. It's the halfway mark at the Groovathon on SoFloRadio.com.
will take you by surprise. It'll clap the whole strike die. The implacable will fly. A door comes to my finger. Red drop it to the floor. Suddenly it hits me. I won't be violent again more. The purity of the heart. The purity of the heart. The purity of the heart. Broke his morals down Left him standing in the bathroom With his trousers on the ground You may be drawn by sight You may be drawn by smell You might be led to Xanadu Or straight to hell The tyranny of the hunt The tyranny of the hunt The tyranny of the hunt
stuff there, George Michael. Freedom from the album, Faith. Before that, Colonel Claypool's Bucket of Bernie Brains, Tyranny of the Hunt. That one going out to Elephant Guy and Giraffe Girl out there. What a fabulous band. That is uh, Les Claypool and Brains from uh, from Primus. Buckethead, who's a phenomenal guitar player. And topping it off is Bernie Worrell, who's one of the founding members of Parliament Funkadelic. We heard tear the roof off the sucker at the top of the show, so you know I'm a fan of that. Kicking off that set, Gentle Giant, I Lost My Head. Something else that caught my eye this week. There is a 1970 Hemi Cuda going on the auction block at some point, uh, I believe in the middle of May. And it has 81 original miles on it. 81 original miles on one of the all-time great muscle cars ever made. Now, it's not a drop top, which is a shame. If it was, then, you know, it'd be 1.2, 1.3 million. They're expecting six to 800,000 for this little puppy. But, you know, when the top goes down, the price goes up. And what I thought of is, you know what? Whoever buys this car, they ought to take it to my crew and my boys over there at Precision Auto Works because these guys would absolutely know what they're doing. You like that transition? You know, taking care of the people to take care of me. The entire crew of Precision Auto Works. If you've got a car worth 8000 or whether you actually have the dough and the ducats to go pick up a Hemi Cuda for 800000 okay, Precision Auto Works in Pompano Beach, Florida is absolutely where you want to bring it. Okay, Dave, Carey, Tracy, the entire SAS certified crew out there, they're absolutely going to take care of you. If you go on to the SoFloRadio.com site, click on my, my page for Groovathon, and you will see a link for Precision Auto Works there. You can click on that. All of the information you're going to need there, all of the services they provide, which is basically bumper to bumper, which is what I need because I don't know anything that comes in between the bumpers. As a matter of fact, I don't even know what to do with the bumpers other than to use them for protecting myself when I run into stuff. Precision Auto Works in Pompano Beach, Florida. They're the people you want to see. 954-247-9362-954-247-9362. You know what that means, baby. It's time for the Precision Auto Works Drive Groove of the Day. Once again, I have dug up something that will absolutely get your RPMs up at the red line level here. Kicking it off with Steve Vai, this song is called the Attitude Song. It's available on his album, Flexible. But originally, before Flexible came out, and it was the, the entire album was recorded on an 8-track in Frank Zappa's basement, from what I understand. He, uh, Steve Vai decided to give out a little bit of a teaser. And you have to understand, this is one of the shredding Steves. The Morse, the Lucaters, the Stevie Ray Vaughan's, now you got Steve Vai and... If you look at the back of Frank Zapp albums, Shut Up and Play Your Guitar, Son of Shut Up and Play Your Guitar, there's a little line there that says, All Impossible Guitar Parts Done by Steve Vai. And he ain't kidding around. This song, the Attitude Song, was released as a teaser on a flexi disc, which was only available in one, that particular month's copy of Guitar Player Magazine. And I knew somebody who got it. And so I heard it, like, when it came out. Years and years later, you know, everybody now knows who Steve Vai is because he really is that good. So I've combined that. We're going to get your red line running up there. Also, I've got the best version of Shuck in the Corn I've heard in years. And trust me when I tell you this. I went through ten different versions of Shuck in the Corn before I dug up this one. Get ready to get your motor running. It's the Precision Auto Works Drive Groove of the Day. Groove it down on SoFloRadio.com.
me, mommy, I was wild, they couldn't call me. I got bread then black from the intro. Pocket gets dressed and stacked from sea low. Today the day, the wrong way to be rubbing me. Cause I'm on stage and 20,000 is rubbing me. There's another cutie with a go heavy G sign. Outside around the block, it's the heavy chicken line. I can get yours, you can get mine. No movie makers allowed, cause everything is well and fine. Speed them on much and crunch from a slow start. It's the heavy's trademark for from a jump. Now everybody makes your body stop. Bump to a jump and make sure you're hot. Boys hanging with the Hefster. Yo, if you've got another radio show that's going to play Steve Vai, Raymond Fairchild, and the Crow Brothers, and Heavy D all in one set, please, Tony C at SoFloRadio.com. Let me know what that, what that radio show is because I will absolutely listen to it. I'll probably become an avid fan. 
before Heavy D, yeah, I went a-hunting. And I went through 20 different versions of the song Shuck in the Corn. And you start with Flat and Scruggs, then I moved on to Tim Weisberg and Eric Mandel from the soundtrack to Deliverance, which is absolutely a must-on. I mean, those guys are fabulous. I listened to a version by Steve Martin. I listened to two different versions by Roy Clark. And then I managed to stumble upon Raymond Fairchild and the Crow Brothers. And I thought, you know what? You know who needs to hear that? Groove of tears throughout the globe. Kicking off the Precision Auto Works Drive Groove of the Day. Steve Vai from Flexible. That's the Attitude song. What time is it? Hey, time to kick open that Midwest garage. I put together a set of songs right here. So it's only going to last about nine minutes. And it's nine minutes of pure garage bliss. Trust me when I tell you that. We played the song Gloria earlier, originally written by Van Morrison, recorded with them. Well, you want to know what happened after Van Morrison left that band? They got uber groovy, baby. So why don't I hit you with some of those tracks, including new stuff from the Cave Girls. And shout out to my man Frog for digging up the shadows of night in this one. It's the Midwest Garage. Get your swirl on, baby, on SoFloRadio.com.
give it well, getting kicked, going downtown and hustle chicks. People I drive a Rolls Royce and limousine, the girls I groove on my machine. People I cruise all the drivings in this town, not once the girl ever shut me down. People I got a one good thing that's on my side, that's a big bad car that's out of sight. Shut off the key. A pretty little chick to chase wants to sit by me. I say, hello, darling. What's your name? I said to myself, I'm glad I came. She said, I try to make her happy with all my might. Say, I gotta do, honey. Make me feel all right. It's lots of action. All do love that satisfaction. In this game, you don't need muscle. All I gotta do is learn to hustle those beavers. I love that beaver. I love that beaver. Oh, hell yeah. The Wild Nights from the original Pebbles collection, Beaver Patrol. Before that, brand new stuff out of the Midwest garage. And these chicks actually are from the Midwest, from Kansas City. The Cave Girls with Faster. And before that, them, Sons Van Marsen, when they got groovy with Dirty Old Man at the age of 16. Still a whole bunch of stuff to get to today. Special shout out to the Pavilion crew in Lytham St. Anne's. I know you guys got your groove on across the pond on that blessed plot my man phil out there keeping the groove alive and steady yeah i've got some brick groove for you you didn't think i would dig it up did you but you know what you know i can get my brick swirl on it's the groove with don on soflowradio.com
your wife uh, a goer, hey? Know what I mean? Know what I mean? Nudge, 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 nudge. Know what I mean? Say no more. Know what I mean? I'm big burden. Your wife, does she, uh, does she go, hey, hey, hey? Know what I mean? Know what I mean? Nudge, nudge, say no more. Oh, she sometimes goes, yes. I'll bet she does. I'll bet she does. I'll bet she does. Know what I mean? Know what I mean? Nudge, nudge. I'm sorry, I didn't, didn't quite follow you. Oh, follow me. Follow me. And I like that. That's good. A nod's as good as a wink to a blind bat. Hey, hey. Are, you, are you trying to sell something? Selling, selling. Very good, very good. Oh, wicked, wicked. You're wicked, eh? Know what I mean? Know what I mean? Nudge, nudge. Know what I mean? Nudge, nudge. Nudge, nudge. Say no more. Stoop. Your wife, is she, uh, is she a sport, eh? Well, yes, she likes sport, yes. I bet she does, I bet she does. She's very fond of cricket, as a matter of fact. Who isn't? Hey, know what I mean? Likes games, likes games. Knew she would, knew she would, knew she would. She's been around, eh? Been around. Yeah, she's travelled, she's from Purley. Oh, oh, say no more, say no more, say no more, Purley. Say no more, Purley. Hey, know what I mean, know what I mean? Say no more. Your wife interested in, uh, photographs, eh? Know what I mean? Photographs, he asked him knowingly. Photography? Yes. Nudge, nudge, snap, snap, grin, grin, wink, wink, say no more. Holidays, nuts. Could be, could be taken on a holiday, could be, yes, uh, swimming costumes, you know what I mean? Candy photography, you know what I mean? Nudge, nudge. No, no, we don't have a camera. Ah. Still. Whoa! Hey! Whoa! Hey! Look, are you insinuating something? Oh, 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 yes. Well? Well, I mean, uh, I mean, you're a man of the world, aren't you? I mean, uh, you've, uh, you've been there, haven't you? I mean, you've been around. Eh? What do you mean? Well, I mean, like, you've, uh, uh, you've, you've done it. I mean, you've, I mean, like, you know, you've, you've slept with a lady. Yes. What's it like?
Hey, guess what? You know, that's the quick edit over there. My man still got the pebble in his hand. He's paying attention over there. How I'm going out. A little bit of the Brit groove there. The specials, gangster before that, Monty Python. If you don't think Monty Python is funny, then you're probably not a friend of mine. Kicking it off with the Stranglers. Hanging around from Radis Norvegicus. I have this vague memory, and I say vague, of seeing them at a club called Haraz. And there's like bits and pieces of that show and that night, that year, that I remember. Well, what are you going to do? We, um, one of the things that caught my eye this week that I found particularly upsetting was uh, the behavior of, and I've got it pulled up right here, drunken Zeta Beta Tau fraternity members taunt and spit on wounded warriors. Where to start? First things first, go fuck yourselves. Seriously. How is it possible? That you can do that. The way this all came about was the members were at a, the uh, Zeta Beta Tau members from University of Florida were at their spring formal at a hotel. And apparently there was also a retreat at the same time, at the same hotel, for Wounded Warriors. And let's just get this out of the way. If you don't know what Wounded Warriors are and what they do, then shame on you. Because at the end of the day... Well, I'm very appreciative to Jorge Rodriguez and the crew at SoFo for putting me on the air. People that allow me to come in here and say what I want to say, play what I want to play, who go out there and do things that I ain't got the yabos to do, which is stand a post and say, you know what, you want to do harm to Tony, you got to come through me. Okay, those are the guys you got to worship, okay? Politicians make decisions, and what ends up happening is um, soldiers carry them out. And they have gone to places, particularly lately, that you and I don't want to go. And they've done things that you and I don't want to do. And they've seen things that can't be unseen. And when they come back, they come back, in many instances, unwhole. And Wounded Warriors does a tremendous, tremendous job. Everything from helping with physical rehabilitation, people who have lost limbs. You know, you've got a 21-year-old driving driving a Humvee in an IED, you know, blasted into the air. And he's coming back. He's 21. He doesn't know what to do. And Wounded Warriors are going to be there for him. They're there for the people that come back with PTSD. And in a lot of instances, from what I understand, and I've spoken to some people that are pretty big into this, you know, a lot of the time what these people need is just somebody who's been there before, who has done the transition from army life, military life, to civilian life, and understands how hard it is. And so they're just there to talk. These people stand up and defend our freedom every day. So drawing a little bit from... uh, from Larry Flint, he had his asshole of the month. My assholes of the month are the entire Zeta Beta Tau fraternity who stood on balconies while these while the Wounded Warriors retreat was down at the pool area and poured stuff on them. There's a report I, I'm not even going to say. I can't bring myself to say it. I really can't. Side note, the other asshole this week is Senator Jeff Sessions of, I believe it's Alabama. Yeah. What he did is he said he called the veterans care entitlement we can't afford. Hey, Jeff Sessions, right? Why don't you try saying that to my face? Because seriously, I'm willing to do the time just to punch your face inside out just for that. How is it possible that we can send our best and brightest off to war and not care for them when they come back? I don't know how the United States government finds it so free and and easy to go bomb, bomb Iran. But once we do that and our soldiers come back, we don't give a shit about them. Well, guess what? Wounded Warriors does. They care. 
I care. I know Ivy B sitting over here nodding up and down. And I got a lot of friends that care about this. On Saturday, May the 9th, at American Legion Post 36, and I will get this up on my site at some point or another, but I want to, because I've got another week before it comes in. So it's not this Saturday, it's next Saturday. There is a benefit for wounded warriors, and it is on, I believe, uh, American Legion Post 36 is on State Route 84, right off I-95. So if you're south of Orlando, get on the highway, get off I-95, it's one block east. You know what you're going to hear? And this this is one of those events that really combines all the things I really, really like, okay? First things first, Flying Blind is going to be playing all the rock and roll you could ever want. They pump out every great song you love and know, and it's fabulous. And the Colonel Gary Schmidt, and the reason I call him the Colonel is, you know why? Because he was a Colonel. These are all returning, these are all vets that were out there, and now they're playing rock and roll. So it combines rock and roll, Wounded Warriors, and absolutely, very reasonably priced food and beverages at the American Legion. you got to give them credit for that. It's kind of like the Masters. They've, they've managed to keep prices at, like, you know, a certain level. So Senator Jim, Jim Sessions and the Zeta Beta Tau crew at, uh, at University of Florida, go fuck yourselves. Seriously. You know? Wounded warriors, I stand shoulder to shoulder with them. But if you're going to badmouth the troops, we're going to go nose to nose. And I'm going to, and trust me when I tell you, I don't know who's going to win the Pacquiao Mayweather flight, but I'm going to be the guy going nose to nose that does because I just can't stand it. I hate politicians, but you can't blame the troops for what politicians do. And I just can't believe that I'm reading that a bipartisan bill was voted down because it's an entitlement we can't afford. Hey, how about using some of the $4 billion you're, you're giving in kickbacks to the oil companies every year? $4 billion in subsidies. I'm just, I'm guessing, I'm going to throw this out there, I'm thinking that could do some of the returning troops a lot of good, a lot of good, right? But anything you can do for these people, absolutely, you know, there's not enough we can do because I sit here under the, the blanket of freedom that they provide and I will not question the manner in which they provide it. What I know is that when they come home, these are my friends and some of them have seen some pretty awful things. And for the United States government to turn its back on these people to the point where we need a group like Wounded Warriors, how is it possible in a country that's been at war for 222 out of 235 of its years or whatever – doesn't hasn't figured out a way to properly take care of the people they send off to fight those wars. I don't I don't get it. Wounded Warriors benefit flying blind May the 9th American Legion post 36 that is on State Route 84. It's at one o'clock in the afternoon. Get your ass over there. They're raffling off a, a really cool motorcycle. Looks like the kind of thing George Papard should be riding in a World War One movie except it happens to be brand new. They're going to be raffling that off. That's going to get raffled off on the day you'd expect it to, July 4th, okay? In any event, I wanted to make sure that I gave a big shout-out to that. As usual, we start and end every show with a complete attitude of gratitude. I always give the big shock. My man IVB over here, he's still got the pebble in his hand. I've got people listening in England. Yo, that's right, the Pavilion crew. Shout-out to Philip and the Grooveteers on the Blessed Plot Big shout out to, and mahalo to all the listeners out there on the Big Island. You know that I've got the Aloha spirit with you. 
So it's time for me to get on out of here. When I say peace, aloha, and good night, Mom. Tweeting it over here. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. SoFloRadio.com.
become a leader. I'm Steve Gordon, your host of CEOmanship. Your success is his business. The radio show for business owners and CEOs. CEOmanship. We talk about how to grow your business, customer retention, customer acquisition. We interview CEOs from across the world and talk. 